0: hello everyone and welcome back to come follow me today a brief message to help us experience an additional spiritual moment in our otherwise complicated lives my name is caleb sanford and thank you for joining me as we accept christ's invitation to follow him today as you listen to this episode consider who you might share it with to give them an additional spiritual moment in their life too and if you want to share it with lots of people feel free to post to social media and of course you can rate and review this podcast to make it easier for others to find for those of you new to this show, we're studying the Book of Mormon together this year, loosely following the study curriculum of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints, and today we're going to be in Alma chapter 31. Well, as I re listened to my last episode about Korahor from chapter 30, I realized that I was probably a little harsh on Alma in his interaction with Korahor. I'm not sure why I took that story so personally this time around, but I'm sure it will make for an interesting conversation one day when I get to meet Alma in the next life. I wonder if people beyond the veil have access to podcasts. In reality, Alma played a critical role in my own conversion to the gospel of Jesus Christ, particularly in his teachings in chapter 32 to the Zoramites. To give us a little backstory, after Alma's episode with Korihor, he receives word from the land of Antionim that the Zoramites, a group of Nephites who had separated and were following a man named Zoram, were perverting the ways of the Lord and that they were worshiping idols and so forth. Quote, Now the Nephites greatly feared that the Zoramites would enter into a correspondence with the Lamanites, and that it would be the means of a great loss on the part of the Nephites. And now, as the preaching of the word had a great tendency to lead the people to do that which was just, yea, it had had more powerful effect upon the minds of the people than the sword, or anything else which had happened unto them. Therefore, Alma thought it was expedient that they should try the virtue of the word of God." So Alma puts his missionary pants back on and assembles the missionary dream team, Ammon, Aaron, Omner, Amulek, and Zizaram, to go down to the Zoramites to try to convert them back to the true gospel of Christ. When they arrive, they observe the Zoramites and see that they have indeed gone astray. They'd built up false synagogues where they visited once a week to chant some prideful nonsense to the God they worshiped, and then they would go home and never think about God during the week. Quote, Now when Alma saw this, his heart was grieved, for he saw that they were a wicked and a perverse people. Yea, he saw that their hearts were set upon gold and upon silver and upon all manner of fine goods. Yea, and he also saw that their hearts were lifted up unto great boasting and their pride. And he lifted up his voice to heaven and cried, saying, O how long, O Lord, wilt thou suffer that thy servants shall dwell here below in the flesh, to behold such gross wickedness among the children of men? Behold, O God, they cry unto thee. And yet their hearts are swallowed up in their pride. Behold, O God, they cry unto thee with their mouths while they are puffed up even to greatness with the vain things of the world. Behold, O my God, their costly apparel and their ringlets and their bracelets and their ornaments of gold and all their precious things which they are ornamented with. And behold, their hearts are set upon them. And yet they cry unto thee and say, We thank thee, O God, for we are a chosen people unto thee, while others shall perish." "'Yea, and they say that thou hast made it known unto them "'that there shall be no Christ.'" All right, so Alma is pretty shook up about these people, obviously, and how much they are perverting the ways of the Lord and causing their people to fall away from faith in Christ, so much so that he asks for help from the Lord just to sustain his strength because the wickedness he's witnessing is overwhelming him. Quote, "'O Lord God, how long wilt thou suffer "'that such wickedness and infidelity "'shall be among this people.'" O Lord, wilt thou give me strength that I may bear with mine infirmities? For I am infirm, and such wickedness among this people doth pain my soul. End quote. You really get a feel from these passages how much Alma loves the gospel of Jesus Christ, and how painful it is to him to see others corrupting it. But it's the next passage that shows how much he not only loves the gospel, but also loves Heavenly Father's children, even those that have lost their way. Quote, o Lord, my heart is exceedingly sorrowful. "'Wilt thou comfort my soul in Christ? "'O Lord, wilt thou grant unto me that I may have strength, "'that I may suffer with patience these afflictions "'which shall come upon me because of the iniquity "'of this people? "'O Lord, wilt thou comfort my soul "'and give unto me success, "'and also my fellow laborers who are with me, Yea, Ammon and Aaron and Amner, "'and also Amulek and Zizram "'and also my two sons? "'Yea, even all these wilt thou comfort, O Lord? "'Yea, wilt thou comfort their souls in Christ? "'Wilt thou grant unto them that they may have strength?' that they may bear their afflictions which shall come upon them because of the iniquities of this people. O Lord, wilt thou grant unto us that we may have success in bringing them again unto thee in Christ? Behold, O Lord, their souls are precious, and many of them are our brethren. Therefore give unto us, O Lord, power and wisdom, that we may bring these our brethren again unto thee. End quote. I'm going to save his actual teachings to the Zoramites for the next episode, but I think it's worth our time to consider the feelings here that Alma has both towards God and also towards his community. In his calling as prophet and missionary, you can really see the charity or the love of God that he has towards his people. As we think about our own callings in the church, community, and our families, do we feel the same love towards those in our stewardship? Do we pray for patience as we watch those we care about losing their way? Do we pray for power and wisdom that we might bring them around to us again, back to Christ? How do we react when they mistreat us? Do we continue to see their souls as precious? A couple weeks ago, I participated in an online Zoom mission reunion with my old mission president, his wife, and those I served with in Argentina. As I listened to my mission president give his opening remarks to us, even through my computer screen, I could feel that my soul was precious to him. Like Alma, I could feel his pain at the loss of those missionaries who have since lost their way, the pain of not seeing those who chose not to participate. But I could also feel that his Christ-like love for all of us will always endure, no matter what choices we make and whether he ever sees us again. As you and I strive to more fully accept our Savior's invitation to follow him today, let's figure out how to have this same level of charity, of Christ-like love for those around us. Let's pray for that as we'll later learn from Moroni at the end of the Book of Mormon, quote, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, pray unto the Father with all the energy of heart, that ye may be filled with this love, which he hath bestowed upon all who are true followers of his Son, Jesus Christ, that ye may become the sons of God, end quote. Thank you for listening today, and I'll see you next time.